0: hello my name is Amrita and my name is Dina today for this episode of Igbo culture my partner and I will be talking about pre-colonized Africa and how different their lives were from the way
1: we perceive their lifestyle yes and I was doing some research and looked at some of the things and would disagree with many of the stereotypes made to those living in Africa before it was colonized such as being categorized as violent people due to the many crimes committed there. Yeah, but in their defense, they shouldn't all be categorized
0: as violent when only a few people commit the crimes. Which is why we decided to do this podcast to clear out some of the unfair perceptions by asking members of the Umofia tribe since the Umofia tribe of the Igbo people
1: had been one of the tribes that were active during the time period before Africa was colonized. Thanks to our special guests, we were told that the Igbo people had a rich and complex culture that values the character by their morals over their name, or how wealthy they were. They were located in Nigeria, and the Igbo people were a large percentage of the population. They believed in not only one God, but many deities. Our special guest we
0: will be interviewing today is a great warrior that will give us insight on Africa pre-colonization compared to the way others may view it. Do you want to introduce
1: yourself?
2: Yes, my name is the Concord Great Leader of the Umofia tribe and the Igbo people and a husband of three wives.
1: Is it true that many people in Africa, including in the Umofia tribe, highly respect wealth over everything?
2: No, we actually value achievements and actions over everything else. Look at me, I was born in a poor family with a failure father, but I was given a chance to give myself a name and to be stuck being known as a failure. My accomplishments is the reason why I have two titles, not because of what.
1: Oh, that's very honorable. That in Igbo culture, you weren't held accountable against actions that weren't yours. Wow, maybe our society should be more like the Igbo
0: people. Considering that your tribe were very honorable, did that ever become a disadvantage during wars?
2: No, never. When we fought in wars, our tribe are ones that are fear- feared all across the lands mainly because they heard the amount of people I've killed or my strength. But no matter our actions during war, at the end of the day, we're still respectable human beings, and nothing will change that.
1: So hearing you say how much other people feared your tribe, do you ever consider your people to be barbaric?
2: I do not consider my people to be barbaric. We might be feared because of our strength, but we all have family, and everybody cares deeply for each other in the tribe. When someone dies in our tribe, it is made a huge deal and everyone in our entire tribe mourns for that person and, has, and his family.
0: That's amazing. I could never imagine considering everyone I grew up with as family. But it seems understandable coming from you. I could see why you would think of everyone in your tribe as family because all of your families and sisters had known each other. Not, me- not to mention all evil people have the same religious beliefs.
2: Yes, we all believe strongly of the gods and the protection they give us.
1: Talking about religion and beliefs, numerous concerns have been brought up that men a part of the Igbo people, are sexist, and don't appreciate women. Do you agree with these accusations?
2: Definitely not. We do not rape or kill the...
1: You may not kill them, but you do view them as weak beings.
0: Hence why a man with no titles is called Agbala, which is also another word for a woman.
2: I'm done with this topic.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for your time in answering our
1: questions.
2: Any time to clear my tribe's name.
1: Interesting. Okay. Listeners, don't go anywhere. Our next episode will be talking about the goals of the colonizers in Nigeria. This will conclude our second episode for this podcast. Thank you for listening.